The following is a sermon that was preached at Faith Lutheran Church in Sharpsburg, Georgia. For more information about our church or to hear past sermons from Faith Lutheran, visit georgiafaith.com. Thank you for listening. You probably know him as Abraham. But before God changed his name, he went by Abram. And before people called her Sarah, she was known as Sarai. And before they had a son, they waited for years and years. But God richly blessed this couple. He had given them great wealth. They had land and cattle and plenty of servants. They didn't lack anything that they needed. And in fact, over the years, God appeared to Abram and he promised him incredible things. He promised that one day he would make him into a great nation with countless descendants. He promised that he would reserve for him a special portion of land as his own inheritance. And God even promised Abram that one day the Savior would come from his line. And as great as these promises were, they all hinged on one special promise. You see, God had also appeared to Abram and promised that he would send him a son. And since Sarai was barren and Abram and Sarai had no children, this was the promise they longed for most of all. And so they clung to this promise of God. But years passed, and Abram began to worry. He and Sarai were advanced in age, and they weren't getting any younger. And to make matters worse, they were living in a dangerous land. Kings were vying for control of the territory. And as Abram grew wealthier and wealthier, the target on his back grew bigger and bigger. He was simply running out of time. And day by day, he woke up and no son. And God's promises were sounding too good to be true. The one thing Abram wanted more than anything in the world was out of reach. Have you felt that way before? Are you waiting on a promise of God? Are you clinging to something he has said? Have you put something into his loving care, but there seems to be an obstacle in the way? Maybe you're longing to hear a good diagnosis from your doctor. Maybe you've prayed for that spouse that has the same values and beliefs that you do, and you've waited for years and years. But the thing is, what do you do when you're facing an obstacle like the one Abram faced? When you're facing an obstacle that is so big and the one thing you've been waiting for and longing for with your entire being is out of reach. It's sort of like when you punch in an address into your phone and your map takes you along the road and leads you right into a roadblock. And as much as you want to believe you can find a shortcut, a way around it, you can't. The obstacle is too big. It is firmly planted. There's no way around it. As Abram clung to this promise of God with his entire being, 
he couldn't help but worry about this massive obstacle in his life. Had God outpromised himself? Had he finally promised something that was too big even for him to deliver? Or was it too big to, to make good? Had God forgotten his promise entirely? And so Abram worried and he started to form a backup plan. You see, back then, if you had no children, you could adopt one of your servants as your legal heir. Seeing as he had none, Abram decided to make his trusted servant, Eliezer, his heir. This wasn't what God had in mind at all, but it was better than nothing. And yet, one night, God visited Abram in a dream. And this is what he said. Do not be afraid, Abram. I am your shield, your very great reward. You see, God understood. He knew exactly how Abram was feeling. He knew that he was afraid. Afraid for his life, afraid that he wouldn't live long enough to hear the laughter of his own child. And so he came to Abram that night and reminded him that he was his shield. A soldier could be skilled with a bow, an arrow, or a blade, but he was only as good as his shield. A shield would protect him in the heat of battle, and that's what God reminded Abram. No matter what would come Abram's way, he could crouch behind his shield and lean on his God for protection. And not only would God defend Abram, but he reminded him that no matter what he owned in this life, God himself was Abram's very great reward. In Abram's day, kings could amass wealth for themselves. They could plunder cities. But there was always the threat that someone bigger and stronger would come in and take it all away. But not Abram. No, no one could touch his treasure because God himself was his very great reward. The heaven he prepared for Abram could not be stolen. His love for Abram would never fade. All the gold, all the cattle that Abram had acquired, it paled in comparison to the fortune he had in God. And yet, even after Abram heard these incredible reminders from God, he still worried. He still had his doubts and fears, and so he stated the painfully obvious, God, you haven't given me a child. What can you give me? And so he told God about his backup plan. And what's remarkable is how our God responded in that dream. When Abram had his doubts and his fears, God didn't lash out in anger. He wasn't upset. Instead, he took Abram outside the tent, and this is what he said. Look up at the sky and count the stars, if indeed you can count them. And then he said to him, so shall your offspring be. You know, if you escape the city on a clear night and you look up into the sky, you can see thousands of stars, thousands of them. It'd be impossible to count every single one. And yet, when Abram's gaze was fixed firmly on the massive obstacle in his life, God showed Abram exactly where to look, up at the stars. 
He gave Abram the task of literally trying to count the blessings he had prepared for Abram. And when he looked up into the sky, he was overwhelmed with God's goodness and love, and he trusted in God's promises despite his worries and despite his doubts. Now, I don't know about you, but all too often, I feel just like Abram. I worry about what could go wrong in life. I worry about the work that I need to do. I end up relying on my own strength to get me through difficult times. Maybe you do the same. Do you worry about where the funds will come from or how your kids are going to find their way in this world? Maybe you worry because, like Abram, there's an obstacle standing in your way that directly contradicts God's promises. God has promised to protect you, but then why do you have this illness? God has promised to provide for you, but as you look at those tuition bills, how are they going to get paid? How will God clear this obstacle in my life when it looms so large and it stands in the way of the one thing he has promised? But dear friends, the thing is, God has already removed a larger obstacle. No matter if how big your obstacle is in your life right now, he has removed a larger one. If the obstacle in your life is depression or addiction or a divorce, God has already removed a bigger obstacle. And that obstacle was sin. When Adam and Eve first sinned in the Garden of Eden, they planted this colossal roadblock, and it threatened to separate us from God and keep us out of the heaven he had prepared for us. And it had the power to cause us to fear, to worry, to doubt God's promises. But thanks be to God, Thanks be to God that he did something about that obstacle. And he sent his son. He sent his son who took up our weaknesses and our worries, and he took them right to the cross. And when he died on the cross, my sin died. And when he rose from the grave, he removed your guilt and your doubt and your fears and anything that would ever separate you from God. Disease might still creep into your life. Tragedy might strike you or your family. Who knows what this world will throw at you? But what God said to Abram rings true for us. He tells us to not be afraid because he is your shield that you can crouch behind. He is your reward that you can count on in this life. We haven't been called to do what Abram did. God appeared to Abram and he told him to leave his family and his home behind to travel to a distant land that he would show him. And we haven't been asked to do that. But just like Abram, we've been called to trust in God and not to worry. And we can only do that when we remember who God is. He is our shield and our very great reward when we remember these promises of God, then we can do what Abram did. We can live by faith and trust his promises, even when the reasons to doubt are looking you right in the face. And for the times we fail and we start to worry again, 
God helps us in our weakness. He shows us exactly where to look, too. Right at the cross. When worry and doubt enter our lives, God shows us where he solved our biggest problem. There at the cross, we see every promise of God fulfilled. Look at what he was willing to give up for you. Look at his love for you in your life. The thing is, we never have to worry about how our God feels about us, and the cross and the empty tomb are all the proof we need. If you have a God who is willing to do that for you, won't he provide for you? Won't he protect you? Won't he keep his word? God kept his word to Abram. And not long after Abram looked up at the stars that night, Abram looked down into the eyes of his baby boy. They named him Isaac, a fitting name. It means laughter. It was a fitting name because when Sarai first heard that she would have a son, she laughed in disbelief. It was a fitting name because he would be a great source of joy to his parents. It was a fitting name because every time Abram heard Isaac laugh, he would be reminded how God removed the obstacle in his life and took away the reasons to worry. And over time, God gave Abram a new name that fit as well. Abraham, father of many. Dear friends, we have reason to laugh, too. God may not take away the obstacle in your life, but he has opened the way to heaven, and he will give you the strength you need to follow where he leads. And he helps us in so many ways. He has given us his word full of his promises. He has given us his body and his blood and the forgiveness of sins. He has washed us clean. He has adopted us into his family. And dear friends, he has given us each other. As I look at you, I see what Abram saw that night as he looked up into the sky. You are the stars he saw. You are his descendants. You are living and breathing proof that God keeps every last one of his promises. And I thank God that this past year you have showed me and reminded me that God is my shield and my reward. It's been a joy and a blessing to rejoice in that reward that we have in Jesus with you. And I look forward to the day when we will rejoice in that reward in fullest measure. And until that day, God shield you with his promises and keep you in his love. Amen.